The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This with Leanne podcast and are for purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Broadcasting to the world from Insider Closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. A year has 365 days, 52 weeks, 525,600 minutes. <laughs> While it kind of maybe does or does not, I don't know, feel like a lot of times, in many ways coming to the end of another year, I don't know, 2022, it's felt like the speediest yet. Is it for you too, Chris? No, no, I don't think no. so. No, time, time, time and me don't have a great relationship. Um, okay. It's one of those things where you wish you had more of, but when you do have more of it, you never know what to do with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, that's why that's usually, usually parents with kids end up, you know, they're like, oh, kids are gone. They're off at a sleepover or they're, you know, they're working or whatever the case may be. Well, look at all the time we have. And you end up staring at each other for an hour going, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> it's such a bizarre phenomenon. It really <laughs> and is. And then you just end up going to sit on the couch watching TV thinking yep. all the things that I could be doing right now and yet my butt is on the couch. <laughs> exactly. oh, that's hilarious. That goes totally to tell you something. That tells you that your brain is in your butt, right? We've had this conversation before. Your brain <laughs> is in your butt because it's making the decision for you. Sit your butt down right here. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> no, it's time to chillax. Well, you know, the predictions that tend to come out towards the end of the year, well, they kind of like crystal ball what's coming for coming for us. And a couple of predictions for 2022, so at the beginning of the year we're just finishing, in Forbes magazine said that 92% of families were aiming to continue or increase eating at home. I wonder, I wonder if they would ever do a follow-up and find out if that's actually what people did. Oh, I'm sure somebody's getting paid to figure it out. Of all the, um, of all the things imagine. we waste money on, I'm sure someone is being paid to figure out whether people went out to dinner more often. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> forget <laughs> world hunger. Forget any of that crap. Let's yeah, just oh, right? let's, let's, let's just look at behavior. How much did people go back to restaurants <laughs> or not? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Instead of just give us the money to go to the restaurants to help the damn economy. Anyway, another stat was that non-alcoholic drink market in that Whoa, industry. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's such thing as a non-alcoholic non-alcoholic really you don't say interesting i've never been in that part of the store right (laughs) and i think i don't even remember a couple of weeks ago i got a an email sometimes i get emails about hey try out this new product and it was a mushroom non-alcoholic mushroom drink (laughs) just out Mm. of pure curiosity i said (laughs) yes please like what on earth is this like, what is this going to be? I might in 2023 be, you know, shouting it from the rooftops, but I have no idea. But anyway, so this industry apparently is going to increase by about 35%. And then there's just the whole plant-based food thing is just going to keep on going by about 27% increase. Now, in our own lives, predicting what will happen over the next 
365 days is, you know, in large part within our control, driven by our decisions and the choices that we make every single day. Now, before moving forward, sometimes, and we've talked about this on a couple of episodes, it can be good to look back and and acknowledge your progress, your growth, your achievements, to know what to focus on moving forward. Now, I know if you've been listening to this podcast and show for this past year, or even over the past three years, you've learned a thing or two, and hopefully that knowledge has led to positive change in your health, your physical health, as well as your mental health. Knowing when we hear a podcast, radio, or a radio segment, or just anything that's out there, the day that you hear it, the moment that you hear it, that there's often a certain aspect that lands for you. And then kind of the rest of it is kind of like, you know, la 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 or whatever. Then if you hear it another time, then you think, oh, God, I didn't hear that the first time around. Something else resonates for you that maybe you didn't hear the first time. So in case you don't go back to listen to all the episodes from 2022, today on Eat This With Leanne, I'm going to take you back and share some of the best bits that I think of. And let's see how it lands this time around for you. Now, Chris, in the spirit of looking back before moving forward, I took a peek at our podcast downloads to see how Eat This with Leanne is being received, because we don't always hear from our lovely, loyal listeners, and we've now smashed through over 250,000 downloads. Nice. Very nice. Yep. This has come out. So I'd say that we're touching lives and we're creating impact, but also knowing that people don't always download the episodes to listen to them. They just go in and hit play. That number, because that's not taken into account in that 250,000, could be double or even triple that. Exactly. Yep. I think it's really quite cool. All right. So let's head back to January when I kicked off this year with my Be Intentional series. My goal was to set you up with some ideas and ways to dig in deeper to who you are, what makes you up from the inside out. Now, we started off by talking about genetic testing with Kashif Khan from the dnacompany.com forward slash eat this. Yes, I do say my own URL because if you head there, you actually get 50% off if you want to do the test. If you're interested, you hear the episode, just know that it can take up to three months to get your results because that's been a huge frustration for listeners and I want to be transparent about that. It was an absolute eye-opener to learn just what we can know about ourselves and how that can make the decisions that we make when it comes to eating or pretty much doing anything. Now, what I learned from both episode 101, and then we went through an analysis of my own results in episode 111, just how much our genetics play a role in how we feel. So there's the physical aspect of things of, I believe it was that I have like almost stainless steel arteries. Yeah, that was not a highlight for me to find out that a woman who doesn't drink, who doesn't binge, (laughs) has these stainless steel Teflon beautiful pair of pipes in there. It just it it just angers me somewhere. I don't know why. It just does. It doesn't seem fair, but. Any sugar that I have is going to lead me straight to diabetes. 
we got well, we learned that go. we well. we learned that as well. So my shortbread, <laughs> my slight shortbread addiction, sometimes different times, more so now than maybe a month ago, is you know that's gonna that's gonna hurt me more. Okay, but wait no. a minute, wait a minute. You're you're kind of painting me into uh, in a bad light here. Now all of a sudden, <laughs> if I say to you, oh well, that's fine. Then as long as you get diabetes, then it's okay that I'm angry about your 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 stainless steel innards. <laughs> Right. Like, no, exactly. see, that's not right. I don't want you to get diabetes. <laughs> I <know>. Not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> you just you just want to be able to drink and stick your head in the freezer for more ice cream and, exactly. and have no ramifications on it. I understand entirely. If honestly, if I could drink and not end up with a monster headache and almost wipe out the next day for mm. me. I would be right there along with you enjoying a beautiful drink <laughs> around your hot tub. Don't get me wrong. That's good to know. It is, it is out of self-preservation that I don't. Because every time I go and try and have one or two drinks, don't mix them or anything like that, my body says, I told you, I've told you. And, I t- and I'll just keep telling you, you can't handle it, lady. The histamine response is just too much right now. The so. problem is once you're two bl- glasses of wine in, you're not listening to your body anymore. Just shut up no, down there. Of course I, I not. don't give a darn what you're saying. Oh, no. I can't but hear, I hear you. La, 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 la. Pour me some more wine, honey. Thank you. But I hear it loud and clear the next day when <laughs> yes. I can't even get out of bed to crawl to the damn toilet if in case I have to throw. Like, it's that bad. Yes, I know. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's not that's not fair. Anyway, so Kashif um, actually explained a lot about the dopamine connection and the genetic component that could explain a lot about your experience, not only with just how you feel, but your relation to food. I found this really, really cool. And yeah, well, actually, let's just hear from what Kashif had to say. And the way that happens is a gene called DRD2, which determines how dense your dopamine receptors are. So when you deploy that dopamine during that pleasure or reward experience, you have to bind it to experience it. And people have different density. I had the least, absolute least sparse density of receptors. So it's very hard for me to feel, right? Interesting. Then when you're done with that, you're supposed to come back to normal. So there's two more things that happen. MAO, another gene, starts to break down the dopamine so it gets ready to be cleared. I have the the fastest possible MAO. Then there's an enzyme uh, that's deployed by a gene called COMPT to clear and like sweep it away. I have the fastest COMP. So I feel it way down here and it, it lasts like that. A nanosecond. Yeah. yeah. And then you're all cleaned and, up and ready to try and find yeah, a new, a new experience. So the right. same tasty pizza that for somebody is like a wow. For me, it's like I hardly get to experience it. So that leads to three potential outcomes, depression, which yeah. I have had issues with. Right. Mm-hmm. And I and it, it would always happen at a time where. I was achieving something and it would go the other way. And I just felt like I had to give up or just because I wasn't getting that dopamine hit. Right. right. So depression is one option. The other is addiction because yeah. you go down the pleasure route and that's the thing that you fuel your dopamine with or achievement because you go down the reward route because it does both. And that's what I've been doing with my life is I've been a crazy entrepreneur that gives us a marketing company away to a staff and invest into a DNA business, which he has no business doing. Then we did a deep dive into my results, and I found that I have a real uniqueness to me, but different to Kashif with my dopamine response. 
Now, I'm much more in the middle to what he just explained about himself. So I guess that's a good thing too. But it doesn't matter, actually. We shouldn't categorize it into good or bad. I think that just, you know, brings up a whole other level of judgment. It's just really understanding more about yourself. And that's really what I took away with this. So <laughs> here's a little bit from the episode where we dug into, uh, into my results. And uh, we did start off with a little bit of a giggle. Uh, the first thing is your brain. Ah. First of all, you have one. We confirmed there's there's one in yes! there. Yes! Thank goodness. Yeah. Darn it. I lost that bet. Uh, the, oh, well. <laughs> your profile is really unique. And we, the way we look at neurochemicals, they drive your behavior. So the chemicals in your brain, how you bind them, how you use them and clear them, meaning get rid of them in, yeah. in a different process, determines how you behave, how you perceive the world. Uh, are you an addict, a binger? Do you procrastinate? Are you irritable? You know, all these traits of human behavior, we can predict exactly who you are as a personality without ever meeting you. So you have this unique neural pathway with all these neurochemicals. You're kind of like right down the middle. If I look at this map, yep. we very rarely see a map that looks like this. Oh, I'm one people of are kind, typically Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I could have told you that without talking to Kashif. <laughs> <laughs> When it comes to dopamine, dopamine is your pleasure and reward chemical. In order to experience that pleasure and reward, you have to bind it. And your genes determine what the density of your binders are. You're somewhat in the middle there. Then there's an enzyme called COMT, which comes along and gets rid of it, brings you back to normal. You're also somewhat in the middle there. So you're not this addict that's like ADHD jumping on every opportunity because your dopamine levels are so low that everything triggers a response. You're also not this sort of flaky, like I'm experiencing life with constant pleasure. So I'm just not interested. It truly has to pique my interest before you get me to move. Right. But then I'll binge on that thing like a scientist. Right. Yeah. You're more right down the middle for experience and duration, which makes you this extremely call it dependable person. So whatever work you're doing, you're not going to you know, be this huge risk uh, taker that's going to overdo things and maybe score a big win, but also lose along the way. And you're also not going to flake out. You're going to, you're, you tend things on the task list, they're going to get done. Right. Right. So you're, you're kind of right down the middle, which we very rarely see some, everyone has some nuance there that drives them in a certain direction, but you're this super like dependable, get it done. Now, knowing more about myself has been truly insightful to almost like validate a whole bunch of traits that I've sometimes wondered if like, you know, I don't know, I'm flawed. That sounds really, that sounds strong. But when you're comparing yourself to other people, which is a really not great human trait, but we do that and you think, well, why am I not more like that? Why am I not more, more like that? Well, then you suddenly realize that it just comes down to your genetics. Now I know that I've got superpowers of attention to detail and they're a really good thing. And it's actually just how my brain works. It's how I'm genetically, I don't know, my roadmap, my how everything works. And I really, really found that incredibly useful. Now, I had a really proud mom moment bringing my daughter Hadley on to speak about her mental health struggles over the past few years. Now, the fact that she's struggling, now that doesn't necessarily make me proud, but the fact that she is willing and very articulate 
about how she feels, how she deals with things. We went into this in episode 104. And while, you know, almost a year later, this has been going on for a few years, she still continues to struggle. And really in understanding how her brain works, because I did do her DNA testing as well, it's been a huge help. Now, knowing a little bit more about the driver of her anxiety being driven by her thoughts, I believe that that allows for a lot more room, more space for empathy of what she and so many others live with in their moment-to-moment day, the way that they project their thoughts, the way that they think, the way that they see things. Oh, it's heavy. Interesting, because I can't place it and I can't really describe it, but just in my head, I'm aware that I had anxiety when I was younger. Mm-hmm. It could be around so many different things. Uh, I think social anxiety was a big one. People misunderstand social anxiety to like being in a big crowd and be like, oh my God, there's so many people around me. I can't do it. But for social anxiety can be a lot of different things. It can be like, oh my God, this person thinks that my socks don't go with my sweater and they're going to judge me for it. Or that's what's going through your mind when you're mm-hmm. in a social situation. Yeah. Or just thinking, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't do my hair today. This person's looking at me and they think that my hair is really stupid or my glasses are dirty. They're judging me because my glasses don't look dirty. Do I have mascara on my eyelid? I should have wiped that down or something like that. Oh, my bag. My bag is like really bulging because I stuffed my coat in there. People are thinking that it looks stupid. Like that can be social anxiety as well. So I think I really struggled with that when I was younger and in middle school more, I'd say with friends and things. And then in grade nine, especially my anxiety, I think that was when my anxiety was worse. Yes. Like at the highest point. And that was the beginning. So that was even 2019. There were things going on, which Mm -hmm. I, as the mom, can now look back and say, wow, that was anxiety and the beginnings of a panic attack where I was just trying to get you up and out to go to school. Mm, Excellent reflection. Our commitment to ourselves really is about, it's just where it starts and where it ends. And we had Carolyn Mondin. She's an intuitive coach that I'd worked with for about three years. She shared with us about breaking patterns. Now, this is not necessarily to do with what Hadley was talking about, but maybe in a way to do with those anxious thoughts, but really breaking our our own patterns, whatever it is that we happen to be doing, what we're aware of or not without judgment. So let's hear what Carolyn had, has to say. But aren't you just so tired of doing the same things over and over again? Aren't you just so tired? The commitment is to yourself. Forget what anybody else thinks or says or anyone else is doing. You got to commit to say, okay, what is happening in this moment? Asking yourself those questions and being honest about it. That's the important part is committing, being intentional, but most importantly, committing to yourself, committing to, I have to break this pattern. For some people, they might be able to recognize a pattern. And what if you just can't? When I'm asking you to look at yourself, I'm not asking you to be judgmental. I'm not. And that's the Mm. part that scares people is that they feel like they're judging themselves. And the moment they feel like they're judging themselves, the more they dig into whatever the self-sabotaging behavior is and the more they're defensive about it. So they're not going to say anything. And what I'm asking you to do is be mindful. And what mindfulness means is take a breath. Before you start on the thing, you're always doing the pattern, mindlessly doing it. Take a, take a breath. What am I feeling in this moment? What am I thinking in this moment? What thought just brought me here? That's mindfulness. And it is a practice. It's not easy, 
It's something that you have to actively do. But the easiest thing I would ask anyone to do is at any given moment, just check in to see how you're feeling. Scary. I know it's the scariest thing I can ask anybody to do. But even if it's just for a half a second, just check in. And when I say check in, I have a very specific spot. There is a space between your chest and your stomach. It's right there that feelings live and where we ignore ourselves the most, which is why it's also very easy to sort of numb that with food. Right by your stomach. Right. So when you're feeling like I need to have the carbs, I need to have a piece of chocolate or I need the glass of wine, stop and just say, what am I feeling in this moment? Now, I hope that a little bit of that helps you, helps just set you up for a much more mindful 2023 and understanding and having some empathy for your own thoughts, because really they can be so incredibly harmful. This is Eat This with Leanne. All right, now so let's move on to defying aging and optimizing all of your fine self. Now that's actually been described as biohacking and changing your chemistry and your physiology through science and self-experimentation experiment, to increase your energy and vitality. Anti-aging and longevity, well, they're no trend, but biohacking, like it's kind of like a, you know, a trendy term or something like that and might feel like, oh God, here we go. Here's another, you know, something or another that I have to jump on the bandwagon for, but it's really about making the best of your body by what you're eating, how you exercise, helping your body detoxify, focusing on your thoughts, managing your stress, and the depth of regeneration on a cellular level, and how on earth do you support all of that? Now, I went into all the aspects of biohacking in episode 125, and that included how to use wearables like an aura ring or your watch or any kind of way that you're going to get a statistic from uh, what's going on. And then I went into what's compression therapy and the use of red light and near-infrared red light that honestly I use every single day from orionrlt.ca. And know that you can use code EATTHIS10 for 10% off if you want to dabble in anything like that, even if they have a sale on. Now, I also went into cold therapy, which I know is one of Chris's favorites <laughs> in having that cold, hitting that cold shot at the end of a nice hot shower. Have yeah. you actually even tried that yet? No, no, gosh, no, no. You and I do not agree on, on this type of therapy. No, no. no and did I you get some, get, did you get some snow lately? Cause you could go from your hot tub into, into the snowbank. We did. Yeah, I did get some snow. It, it looks, it looks cold. It's definitely colder than what's in the hot tub. And that's why I'm in the <laughs> hot tub and not in the snow. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I still do it. And, and it's, you know what it is? I'm in the lovely hot shower. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And I have like a crank thing. So it has to go back down to like sit the six o'clock position to turn it off. Yeah. And as I'm, as I'm doing it, I just actually don't overthink it. And I just stop before I would turn it off. And I hit that cold and I do every single time I go. <gasps> And then I just think, I am strong. I am strong. I am strong. And I can stand there for longer when I tell myself that. And then I get out and I just, it, your cells are just zinging. So I know I've said this in so many episodes this past year, but if you haven't tried it yet, just know that even if you manage it for two seconds, awesome. And you can build on it from there. Anyway. 
I digress once again. So of course, there's a lot of diet supplements and fasting as well that I went into with the biohacking. So actually, speaking of supplements, I shared all about my supplement line called Take This by Leanne in episode 109 because I had so many questions about them. And I just wanted to share with everyone how foundational they are to support each and every cell in your body with so many antioxidants. I have the omega boost, which are your good fats, your bio boost, which is your probiotics, the cell mins, the skin boost, the kid boost. And I know I'm forgetting one and I'm sorry. They kind of feel like my children. So that's why I'm saying sorry, because I've had so much work go into them. But honestly, they're just fantastic. So you can learn uh, a lot more about that on SproutRite.com. And here I am sharing a little bit more about them. I created something called a boost box and I put all of them in there and also different packages like the Vibrant Skin Trio. That's obviously three products that have been designed specifically to support the strength of your skin, your nails. It's a powerhouse of a trio to help restore your skin health on a really deep cellular level. Your skin is just a whole bunch of cells. Well, everything is. And that's also where so much of the damage can occur. And you want new cells, you want new hair, you want new, you know, new cells within your nails, all of that. And healthy glowing skin, well, it's validation of the, your internal life force. You know, when you see someone, you're like, wow, you look really well. Not necessarily that they've had a facelift, but they're just kind of glowing with something. So that's the energetic piece, as well as that like internal life force that I'm talking about. Now, I've also created the mood and memory boost package to give the most important nutrients for your mental health and the common memory decline that can happen to all of us and drive us really nuts. The immune boost package, well, that gets that immune army in tip top shape with supplements like vitamin C, vitamin D and probiotics to touch on those key aspects of supporting your immunity. And then for all those parents out there and some adults who want to pull their hair out over feeding their picky kids, the picky eater package, well, that helps to make up for what could be missing because of a restricted diet of them mm, saying no all the time. That's and throwing, a great throwing idea. Their, throwing their plates off their high chair or off the table or whatever, as well as give minerals to help to support really help support a healthy appetite. Now, all these little packages that I've created are really just to kind of help you to decide based on whatever it is that you're after. I also did a deeper dive into red light and near infrared light in episode 126 and how to fuel your cells powerhouse, which is called your mitochondria. And that was in episode 128. And the root of this is the health and the ability for your mitochondria to regenerate after their life of about a hundred days or so. But they actually need to regenerate without any missing parts that lead to the, like, let's say the wrinkles that you see on your face. That's an outward sign of aging. Then there's what you can't see on the inside. So like this lack of energy or this, oh God, I just don't quite have it in me. Now, fueling yourself in a way that supports these little powerhouses to reproduce effectively is at the root of health, the root of longevity and optimization of the truly amazing life that we have in this body that we're leading right now. We talked to Dr. Patrick Porter about how to better your brain with this really groovy brain tap device. Now you don't actually have to have 
have to have the device. You can just use the app in your normal headphones, but I do have the device, which has lights on it as well. And I have to say that I love it. I really have been using it every day just to help me kind of cope with the stress, get out of my head. There's so many different um, meditations that just take you to a whole other place. And yeah, I absolutely fall asleep while I've got the thing on my face a lot. So it's a lot more on this device over on leannephillipson.com. Just search for brain tap. There's promo codes for you to try it out for a couple of weeks for free and see if it see if it's something that uh, that could work for you. Now, speaking of stress, in episode 130, I went into five ways to manage your stress that wove into all that I had talked about with the biohacking episodes as stress, inflammation, and probably sugar are the fastest way to mess up your cellular and mitochondrial health, sadly, shorten our lifespan, increase disease, and speed up aging. Now, that whole series will set you up for maximizing your health and longevity for sure. Now, Dr. Davis Brockenshire, he has been a trusted voice here, I think, since the beginning, wouldn't you say, Chris? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we get an awful, lot of, uh, an awful lot of reaction whenever Dr. B is on. Yeah, because he just comes at this from like a high level, but manages it to almost dumb it down enough so that, <laughs> you know, even I can follow up. So, you know, it's... It's it's a you challenge mean, for me you to mean, keep up. You mean even I can follow? That's what you're saying. Because well, I'm I'm so hopeful that everyone can follow because yeah. I know that if I'm not keeping up with him, he's way too high level. But he teaches me stuff all the time as well, and he's just such a brainiac. And and you know he's got some pretty good jokes too. <laughs> good jokes too. <laughs> So, you know, with his trusted voice, he's joined us a lot to talk about many topics, including my experience with some kind of flu over the past month. Um, And that was really quite recent. And I'm hopeful that that will also help you or a loved one to navigate any sickness that might come up over the holidays. He also helped us understand a lot more about head trauma and concussions in episode 112. And I've actually heard of a few people lately suffering with concussions. And especially where we are in the world, it's prime prime time for slips, falls, and all sorts of stuff with the crazy weather that we tend to get. And a lot of people do, maybe with or without realizing, wallop their heads. So it's definitely one to remember that we've got that because concussions can take a lot of healing to move on from. Oftentimes, you don't even know. You don't have to hit your head to damage Mm. your brain. That's right. You don't. A a sudden jerk, a sudden fall, even if it's on your butt can yep. can rattle your cranium and if Absolutely. it does and it hits the wrong way it can yeah. cause issues so it is it is important that if you fall hard enough for sure to just get it checked out and be diligent and say listen I want you to check my head period I know yeah. my butt hurts but I want you to check my head because I'm having Absolutely. other symptoms whether it's dizziness whether it's um something wrong with your eyes light seems to hit a little differently it doesn't matter just, mm. just get it checked because it can become a real big problem if you yeah. don't. Yeah. Inflammation in your brain yeah. is not a good thing. Also, earlier in the year, part of the Be Intentional series, Dr. B went through how to interpret your blood test results. Such an anomaly, isn't it? You know, you mm. just get this, oh, you're fine. You're all within the reference range, which he dug into quite a lot. And he actually shared so much information, but also the importance of testing your vitamin D status and taking Sunshine D3K2. That was the one I forgot, Chris. Um, if you already don't. 
if you look at why people's brains are getting weaker, yeah, their ability to process things like sulfur from food is mm. compromised. They have rampant B vitamin deficiency. Mm. Their systems are overloaded with environmental pollutants. So they technically have a glutathione burden. They can't right. make enough glutathione fast enough. Right. They have zinc deficiencies. Although probably not lately, because apparently everybody's been taking copious amounts of zinc. Right. True uh, enough. Yep. It's on the list of things to do to right. protect yourself from COVID. Our, yep. uh, our food supply is bonkers. It's very deficient in selenium. We don't yep. get the, the good ratios of protein that we think we're getting. Yep. We're uh, deficient in good omega-3s. And you go down the list and you think, oh, right. Sorry. Mm. Um, Roundup. Your neighbors out there spraying yeah. gallons of glyphosate on their driveway weeds because they can't bend over and pick them up. And you get a whiff of that, that can cause concussion-like symptoms. So get in line for that lawsuit. Burning plastic can trigger concussion-like symptoms. So careful with that bonfire. And we did a deep dive into both in, into the D, getting your vitamin D from mushrooms in both episodes 131 and 132, because, you know, it kind of just spiked my interest. And we also had on an expert, uh, Sky Chilton from realmushrooms.com in episode 142. Now, actually, what really got me thinking, oh, I think we need to talk a lot more about mushrooms was not only because Dr. B said we did, but also that he said that our microbiome or our gut bugs have been under such stress during the pandemic that really he felt that this was our key to weight loss. After I posed the question to him and said, can we please just talk about what I'm hearing so many of my clients saying that they just can't lose weight. No matter what it is that they're doing, it's not shifting in the same way that it did pre-pandemic even. Now he put it down to gut bugs and went into this. So one of the greatest breakthroughs in nutritional science over the last couple of months has been finally understanding how nutritional mushrooms actually work. So we've always had things like the reishi mushroom, which is Ganoderma. Yeah. Everybody knows about shiitake, yeah. maitake, there's cordyceps, there's lion's mane, there's turkey tail, there's trimella, you know, all, all these fancy cool mushrooms. Yep, but yep. In, in medicine, we didn't really actually know how they worked. We just knew that the chemical beta-glucans, which is a polysaccharide, oh no, that's a sugar, um, that's what got into the body, but we didn't know where it went or how it worked. Mm. So it turns out that nutritional mushrooms like this will bind and activate to what are called dendritic receptors in your small intestine. So if the word dendritic sounds familiar, that's a dendrite. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Nerd, wait, nerd, how, is, how is that going to sound? Who thinks that that sounds familiar? <laughs> dendrite. You don't well, remember that sounds... from like biology? Yeah. Remember who it's... you're hanging with, okay? <laughs> like I get Leanne's probably going, uh-huh, uh-huh. Me, I'm over here going, what in the world? <laughs> well, let me say it in French for you then, le dendrite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so dendritic. I'm sorry. Receptors in the gut. Right, yeah. right. Well, the reason that's a big deal is the Israelis learned recently that the way we make memories has nothing to do with synapses, but it has everything to do with dendrites. Okay, so, so, our, so back, back up for Chris and everybody else that got yeah. stuck, uh, stuck on dendrite and just do a quick, All right, so a, pick, a quick, 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 I've got to sit down for this. All right, I'm ready. All right. Grab a good book. 
Everybody's had a gut feeling before. Right. Yes. That's what a dendritic receptor is. Oh, okay. You can stand up again, Chris. Okay. I'm with you. He's back. (laughs) Your memories, which are now dendritic based, can change your gut feeling, which is why some people's gut feelings are really good and other people's are just wacky. Um, But the point being is the mushrooms can help stimulate those receptors in the small intestine, which will tell the microbiome everything's going to be okay, all clear which then helps the brain chill a bit because it's going to train your innate immune system to be ready for anything instead of panicking at the sight of everything. Wow. Aha. So mushrooms. We're rule number one, everybody. Don't be afraid to add some mushrooms into your diet. The uh, Ganoderma and shiitake are ideal. Yep. So make some shiitake burgers or something. We're looking for about three pounds of mushrooms a week. All right. So after Dr. V said consume three pounds of mushrooms a week, holy jumping, that's a lot of mushrooms. And maybe just not only from those little criminy ones or the ones that you find at the supermarket, all the various mushrooms. I knew that it would just be such a challenge for so many of us. And I wanted to find another way. Now, I wondered what on earth mushroom supplements, like what are they all about? So that took me to the deep dive and that I said, as I already mentioned, in episodes 131 and 132, where I went into all the health benefits and gave you ideas of how to incorporate all the different types of mushrooms. So not only your shiitakes, but also reishi, chaga, uh, I can't even remember all of them all of them now, but I've got them all lined up. Uh, cordyceps, that's really great for energy. Lion's mane, one of my absolute favorites. You can remember lion's mane for your brain, so good again for concussion. Now, I went on search to find supplements that I felt good about taking myself, but then also could then share with you. And I came across Gideo's tinctures. Now, I use those every day. You can head over to Gideo.com. I do have a promo code for you again. I really try and get discount for you guys if I happen to talk to people about these things. So I've got 15% off if they don't have a sale on. Sometimes they have like 25% off sales. You can't use your promo code then. But also realmushrooms.com. Those are all powders, which you can mix into drinks or just capsules if you like, just to take those capsules. Um, Or you can open the capsules and pour them into making like a chaga latte or something like that. And you can use code eat this again. Sometimes you have to put a space, sometimes you don't for 15% off over there. Now, I wanted to make sure that real mushrooms are the real, real deal, despite Dr. B saying that he's you know, vetted this, this company and really thinks that they're fantastic. So we had Sky on in episode 142, and he helped us to understand what a good quality supplement when you're looking at mushrooms is all about. And he broke this down for us. find that there is uh, a disconnect between consumers, influencers, practitioners. People can read articles read the literature, but it's tough to make that connection over to products due to labeling, marketing, all that kind of stuff. Um, So you could be saying, reading this research, which is on mushrooms, and then go and I'm going to buy this product, but it's actually mycelium or vice versa. So there's like a lot of difference in there. And so connecting those dots can be really tough knowing how it's grown, you know, what stage you're using. So with these fungal organisms, most people are familiar with the mushroom, uh, which is also called the fruiting body. 
Right. Um, and then we have the mycelium, which is the vegetative body of this organism. So it's out in nature. It's uh, breaking down cellulose, wood, collecting nutrients, ultimately to produce our mushroom. Kind of like the roots, really. Isn't yeah, it? it's like the if root you system. Kind of talk about a plant versus yeah, a mushroom. Yeah, if we wanted to compare it to a tree or something yeah. like that, it's going to be there all the time. It's gathering nutrients. Um, when those environmental conditions are correct, it'll produce a mushroom. The mushroom ultimately, when it gets mature enough, uh, will release spores. So this is our reproductive body. The spores are released into the air. Then they'll, you know, fall. The wind will take them, blow them around. You know, if the environmental conditions are right for them to uh, grow, they'll yep. start to grow hyphae, which will then start to fuse into mycelium, and you get that process over again. Over so it's really important for people to understand mushroom, mycelium, spore. Primarily with products, we're talking about mushrooms and mycelium. Um, there is reishi spore products, but they are mostly just popular over in Asia. In episode 117, we we looked into the impact of sitting <laughs> and because it's called like the new smoking. Now, sitting has been linked to obesity, increase in blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, metabolic syndrome, and type 2 diabetes, which, you know, kind of encompasses insulin resistance and hypoglycemia, and even cancer. So holy smokes, do we need to answer, need to add this to our awareness? And we did just that with kinesiologists and fascinating inventor. He actually invented the chair that my butt normally sits in unless I'm standing at my desk called the core chair. So you've got to hear what he has to say about that. It was, wasn't that such a great episode, Chris? He was a really fascinating and local dude. Yeah, he was a really nice guy. I can't wait for the uh, the, the commercials to suddenly start coming out of some old person you know, sitting there in a chair going, yeah, I've been <laughs> I've been sitting for 67 years. <laughs> Damn chair. <laughs> yeah. Every day I come downstairs, there it is screaming at me, enticing me to sit on it. And what did I do? I sat on it and now I'm paying the price. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so easy, you know, and I'm working from home now. I've got a, I've got a new job and I'm at my standing desk or I'm sitting, sitting in my core chair and it's far too easy to just kind of not really move that yeah. much. Yeah. Well, that's what it sitting takes, is. Well, yeah. And it's just not right? great. And then, and then your butt hurts and the, but then your neck hurts and then you realize <laughs> your back's not doing so well. And that's when all of these things, you know, your blood pressure starts going up or your lymphatics aren't moving because you're actually not moving and there's no pump in your, in your lymph, whereas your heart is pumping your blood around. So, you know, I get it. I totally understand. And when someone suggested to me when I was looking for a new chair, this was back in the summer, core chair is the way to go. And then I, you know, understood what Patrick put into this, those kind of things, those stories and how people come to creating Mm. their, you know, just in the same way I came to create my own supplement line, you know, there's such passion behind it. And they just, they're, you know, as entrepreneurs, we try and fill the need and definitely Patrick Harrison did that without a doubt. All right. So to set you up for the year, please revisit episode 120 to highlight the work where, um, of BJ Fogg, and he has studied human behavior for over 20 years. And he really just talks about 
tiny habits, which I love because it just so speaks to how I sign off every single episode with eat one mouthful at a time, because really that's all we have, that one moment, that one thing that we're doing right now. And listening again to episode 120 will just maybe put you in a mindset of, all right, I'm just going to bring myself back to here the moment of where I am right now. Not try and get too far ahead of yourself. Try not to live too far in the past of like all the things maybe you didn't do that you wanted to. You've got this moment and forward. And then you can take stock of where you are again, because you're going to be in the moment after listening to that one. And then you can start to think about what am I going to focus on? What am I going to be intentional about in 2023? And in episode 122, where I encourage you to to, you know, check out, like, where are you? See where you are. How do you feel? Over on leannephillipson.com, you can download a body scan page and date it, like print off two or three of them. And then maybe like once a month, go through it, see where you are. Because when you just, you know, you bring yourself back to, as Carolyn said, you know, it all starts and ends with you right? And if you're just kind of bobbing your way through the year and you're not stopping and pausing and thinking about yourself for more than a nanosecond, then the time does just fly. So with this body scan page, it just bring you back to the moment. You can see where you are now, here and now, and focus on where you want to get to. So as we put a bow on 2022 and head into the new year, I know you might be itching to create some resolutions because that's what everybody does. You might want to set some goals, which I think is great. And hopefully, you know, more of intentions for yourself. There's something about the feeling. I don't know, Chris, you tell me if you, if you, if you, this resonates for you too, that intentions, setting intentions feels somehow more achievable than then if you're actually, you know, you're driving the decisions that you're making, whereas resolutions is something, I don't know, it feels like you write them on the wall. It's kind of like what everybody else doing. And it's like somehow outside of ourselves. And there are a lot of expectations attached. Is that just me? Or can you understand what I'm trying to explain here? No, I know where you're going. I get it. I mean, it's right there in the word resolute, right? Yeah. Uh, resolute almost seems like a, if you don't do it, I mean, it's an, it's a, it's an end, right? To, to be resolute, yeah. it's an ending. And, and we don't end when, when we hit those resolutions, life goes on, mm-hmm. life changes, yeah. our, our brains change, we change, right? Things happen mm-hmm. in our life that changes, changes us. So those resolutions shouldn't, shouldn't be resolute. They should yeah. always be uh, changing with us. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but part the of, focus part of, part of our growth. Sure. Yeah. But we're always growing. We're always learning. We're always doing something, or at least we should be, uh, yeah. even if it's in small, tiny ways. Uh, so I kind of, I get it. I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. It's subtle, but I just think it's, yeah, I think it's an easier way of coming at um, where to put your focus, let's say. And if there's one thing that I have definitely learned this year, or actually it's, I I already knew it, but I just think it's it's sunk to a deeper level is as what Carolyn Munden said, that it really does all start with us. We can't change or do anything outside of us. You know, we can influence people, but we only ever influence anyone in our family or anything like that when we make the changes ourselves. And if they want to jump on that bandwagon and start eating all the greens like you are, or all the mushrooms or whatever it happens to be, start exercising in the morning, well, then they're going to follow along, but we can't change other people. And 
you know, it just, that's what I mean by it starts with us. And when we really do focus on us, ourselves, as in I'm focusing on me and you're focusing on you, then that's really where I believe, um, you know, I, I believe when we're, when we're okay, then we can enjoy those around us so much more because we're not putting their, our the responsibility of our health and our happiness onto other people. So as Chris and I wrap up Eat This with Leanne for its third year, I'm going to speak for you, Chris. Well, you can say it too, but I'm (laughs) extremely grateful, a heartfelt gratitude to every single lovely loyal listener for being here, for sharing episodes with your family or friends and showing up for yourself and really just putting the effort into making your life better. Now you can speak for yourself. You know, I kind of just spoke for you. <laughs> yes. How dare you say that I'm I grateful? Know. I am not grateful for any of these people. None of them. Absolutely none of them. You can all go ride a bicycle with no seat. Get out of here. Who needs you? No, I'm just kidding. I'm only, I'm, 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 I know. <laughs> somebody out there, somebody out there is going to hear just that part and they're going to go, well, I ain't listening to this podcast anymore. Jeez. Exactly. That's well, it. <laughs> You've ruined me this with Leanne and all listeners are fleeing by the thousands. You know what? I, he, he, so many things floating in your head, in my head. Well, they're probably floating in your head and then through osmosis and the fact that I, I'm friends with you, they're now floating in my head, which I hate you for. Um, you said it best when you said it's about focusing on us or me or I. And that's so hard to do because it's in, oh, it, is. it is so ingrained in us in the generations before us. So we're uh, it, that, you know, you take care of others before you take care of yourself. That is sort of the selflessness of the generations before. Others Mm -hmm. might say there is a certain selfishness in the generations since. And I can see that. Mm -hmm. But I hate when people use the term selfish as a negative term all the time because I don't think it applies. If if you're if you feel that you're a good person, if you feel that you you bring something to this world, then take care of yourself. You know? Don't. Yeah. I don't know why I'm getting emotional. Don't sell yourself short anymore. You know, there are people close to you, close. You may not see them, but they're there. That love you, that need you. Take care of yourself. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that gives you the power to then take care of them. You first. I know it's selfish. You first. Then the selfless can, um, can come. Beautifully said, my friend. Beautifully said. And it is emotional because it is such a challenging thing to do, to put yourself first mm. because it is ingrained. And, um, you know, a lot of the things that I've been focusing on of late is, you know, some generational things where yeah. we just pick this up. You know, it's modeled for us. It's in our DNA. It's in us that you know, you do just put yourself last. And there's so much research that's coming out that says that if you are the one that put yourself last, bingo, cancer. Now, nobody wants to end up with that diagnosis. And imagine if a shift into back to ourselves is the thing or could be a huge part of lessening the incidence of cancer. Like what? That's insane. No amount of pills or foods or anything like that. It is just, it is that powerful. 
in terms of, and it's a practice. Oh my God, every moment of every day, I have to practice this because I've now been told by so many people, especially this past year, this is what I mean, where it's gone deeper for me, where this is the one thing that I need to focus on. Yeah. And holy crap, is it not easy? when everybody else around you is falling apart or, you know, there was my daughter or all, you know, it's really hard, but you've got to put that mask on first. You know what? We should put a disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast that says it may cause leakage because I feel like, I feel like the Grinch. Yeah. All of a sudden I'm, I'm (laughs) leaking. I don't know. Look what you've turned me into Phillipson. cried enough in the in the episode about the flu and can i say once again as i did it last episode thank you so much for your heartfelt and lovely messages where people said oh my gosh i was leaking too when i was listening to you because because it's just such a vulnerable place to be and we are being vulnerable when we talk about our feelings because you're just supposed to have the stiff upper lip and carry on i mean i had british parents so it was that's the epitome of get through life is you know don't think about yourself so i am in my generation and passing this on to my kids really trying to instill in them and i hear it come out of my kids mouth especially my and especially my younger daughter my feelings don't matter isn't that crazy yeah yeah So we know that we all have work to do. And this is, I think, kind of part of like that global work. When we put ourselves first and we focus on us, we are teaching others, even if it doesn't feel like it. And it just feels like you're being a pain in the butt by saying, I'm really sorry. I don't want to go out or I don't want to go and eat that or I don't want to do this. And if they get upset and they just look at you funny, know that you're triggering them because they're not doing it for themselves. But carry on. Anyway, we could just go down all sorts of rabbit holes on this this piece. But I think that it goes hand in hand. And Dr. B has told us that so many times on a scientific level, that how we feel is what shows up in our body as physiology, as disease, as issues, and all of those kind of things. So this has to be a part of the conversation as well as food, as well as your supplements, as well as sleeping, smoking, drinking, like all those kind of things. This has to now be a part of that conversation. So with all that said, happiest of holidays to you. Happy New Year and let's usher in 2023 with a lot of healthiness and hopefully no hangover. Thanks again so much for being along, for your comments, for your support and absolutely everything. And I'll sign off by reminding you to eat this one mouthful at a time. <laughs>